How are we doing, everybody? I am Jeff Hoke here with Kevin Perdios, as always, and Chris Henrique, as always. And this is Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guy Sports, sponsored by Shocked Energy and Exogun. This is episode nine, coming off of a big episode last week with Marina from Barstool Sports. You know, I don't know if we can, you know, uh, show up that episode here in episode nine, but we're going to do our best here. Not a lot to talk about today, obviously, given the Bruins have another extended vacation for the uh, no reason whatsoever. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, ever feel unable to focus, tired, and just low on energy? We understand that feeling. We understand it so well that Short and It Takes a Boston Bruins podcast is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made for gamers by gamers. Head over to shockedenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavored box or even their watermelon flavored box. And don't worry, they ship worldwide. That is right, worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. So that being said, coming off of two games over the weekend, last time we were on, we uh, the Edmonton game was just getting over. We obviously talked to Marina from Barstool Sports about that game. So going into the weekend, they faced, uh, they swept the weekend. Actually, they faced the Devils and the Habs winning both games five to two. Jeremy Swayman played in both games, surprisingly, unexpectedly. Kevin, uh, we'll get to you last because you were at the game on Sunday and got to watch that live. So I'm going to go to Chris here first. Five to two win over the Devils. Uh, Brad Marchand had two goals in that game. Charlie McAvoy, uh, Chuck had three assists. What did you see in that game that uh, really, uh, you know, jumped out at you? Well, I think first off, <clears throat> once again, though the production really just came from that first line. Um, Marchand with the two goals. Bergeron had a goal. Um, Pasta though had two assists, but I think ultimately. Uh, McAvoy was, was involved in, in three of the five goals with three assists. Um, so it was nice to kind of kind of see him get involved from that perspective. Uh, Swayman was solid, 27 saves for the game. Continuing to build some momentum with, uh, with him. Uh, I, I would ultimately say, though, you know, one of the things we talked about last week was the defense and the goaltending needed to be better. But uh, I'm sorry, the defense and the, and the secondary scoring rather needed to be better. Well, you got a goal from Eric Holla in this game. His first goal is a Bruins. So you, you um, I guess, begun to scratch the surface on that. Um, but I, you know, despite winning five to two, I still think that the defense needs to still uh, get, you know, honed in on a little bit. Um, you know, Brandon Carlo was kind of soft in that game. He gave up a couple of chances in the, uh, in his own zone where, um, you know, he's been, I think, okay this year. I don't think he's been good. I think he's been great, but um but I'd like to see I like to see the defense continue to play a little bit tougher in a, in their zone in front of Swayman. Uh, but be, besides that, though, it was nice to see the offensive uh, output by this uh, by this team. So Kevin, we go to the day after that where uh, you were at the game, and so wasn't our special guest from last week, Marina Mar. You guys were uh, repping the Pooh Bear jerseys because you guys are now part of the Pooh Bear Club. Uh, that being said. Another great game. It was, I call it the Charlie party. It was the Charlie party on a Sunday in against the Habs where Charlie Coyle scored two goals. 
and Charlie McAvoy uh, scored two goals, but also Taylor Hall got, Hall got one on his birthday. Of course, we can't forget that one. Um, you were there. Uh, you might've had a few drinks here and there, so I don't know how much you remember from that game. <laughs> um, so from your best ability, uh, what do you remember from that game? And what did you see uh, coming off a of back-to-back and seeing Jeremy Swayman playing on a back-to-back, which was kind of surprising to a lot of people coming in? Yeah, it was, it was very surprising. Um, you know, all I really do remember is paying the $16 for a Bud Light and it's like, you know, kind of, <laughs> but um, no, then, yeah, it's like, wow, man. All right. How's that allowed? But um, yeah, overall pretty good. They responded okay. I think they came out of the gate slow. Um, Swayman, I think that first goal he let in was weak. You, you have to make a stop there. Um, but overall, it, it wasn't bad. It was, it was a pretty good game. You know, you can tell you're just a more talented team than uh, Montreal. You kind of look at their roster and you're just like, who? Who? Like, I don't know half these guys. Who, who are we talking about right now? Um, but overall, not too bad. I think Carlos, same thing like Chris said, still he's – I think he's like picking when he wants to play hockey and when he doesn't. And – He's seems like he's taking shifts off or something because nine times out of 10, he's the biggest guy on the ice and he doesn't use his weight at all. And then when he shouldn't use his weight, like where he should just play the puck, he's too focused on playing, playing the body and catches himself out of position. Um, so I thought it was overall. Okay. Um, good win, obviously to get those four points, but the, the other take I have, we'll, we'll save for a little bit later that a lot of people are probably going to be upset about, but you know what? That's coming. That's shit. coming up here in a few minutes. <laughs> uh, before we get to that though, I want to talk about with both of you. I'll start with Kevin since he was there at that game on Sunday. Now we started on Saturday. McAvoy had three assists in that game. He had two goals on Sunday. It seems like he's finally starting to come in. Uh, and starting to heat up right at the right time. And I know it's all, it's a two game stretch and now they have a week off. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to find the consistency, you know, with there with everything going on. Um, but is, is, do you, is this the start of what we all expected Kevin from Charlie McAvoy when he signed that eight year deal? I want to say, yeah, I want to say, yeah, because I think, um, you know, you watched the game on Saturday and you saw him kind of get going. And then I do think he really did carry it over into Sunday and continued to play well and kind of take that, you know, start racking those games together. But like you just said, you now have a week off. Like it, it's this ability of the carry and getting a groove is so hard right now. <laughs> so, you know, I want to say yes, but you know, ask me, ask me that again next week, because they had a week off. How does he respond to those that week off? And then does he continue? But he played really well. I think he's starting to figure out who he is as a player. He did an interview with, I forget who it was, but he kind of was like, I came in the league and never had to be the leader. You know, I, I walked into a locker room with Bergeron and Shara. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like you, those two guys take over a locker room because they're that good. They're one of the all-time players in the game. Um, you know, so they, they demand the locker room. I never had to be the guy, but now 
I'm starting to figure out, all right, Char is not here anymore. I have to step up and be the, the vocal man of the D and how good or bad our defense does starts with me. And um, so I'm, I think he's figuring it out. I, I think with him, he may not have a good, like people may look and be like, yeah, his first half is just okay. I think he catches fire in the second half, like to another level where like, okay, this is why he demanded the contract. This is why he is who he is and who he's going to be for the rest of his career with the Bruins. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm holding, I, I hope so. Long winded answer short. I, I hope so. I just hope this long delays don't screw him up. So Chris, I will ask you, you can answer that same question as well, but I'm going to ask you another question here as well. And I asked you the same question. I, I think it might've been last week. So Charlie Coyle will continue the Charlie party here and the uh, Boston Bruins short and takes podcast brought to you by couch guy sports. Um, Charlie Coyle seems to be, you know, finally getting into his own in that uh, second line center uh, scoring two goals. And, you know, he's starting to, you know, feel a little bit more with those uh, two wings uh, hall. And I can't remember who the other, on the other side is. So what, what's your take on Charlie Coyle? And obviously I'll ask you the same question about Charlie McAvoy. I kind of feel like that um, the game against the Canadians for Coyle was kind of like a coming out party for him this season, you know, considering that there is a ton of pressure that, um, the fan base is putting on with the fact that David Krejci has gone and he has to step up, be that guy. Um, you know, so putting up two goals, um, against, you know, your, your most hated and arch rival in, in the sport, the Canadians, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think that what he did is, um, you know, he set himself up to, to begin to kind of squash some of the conversation. If they, if they can get offense, and uh, like that from him, and he can play like that on a consistent basis. I think that the um, the want and ask for uh, David Krejci to come back will begin to begin to diminish. Um, so I, it, to me, it felt like it was more of his uh, little coming out party, so to speak, in that game. But we're going to need to see more of it on a consistent basis. But um, from what we got to see that night, um, you know, the two goals, um, you know, it was, it was a pretty solid night. You know, the fact, too, this, this team put up 10 goals in two games, you know, so offensively, uh, you know, they caught fire back-to-back games going, winning five to two, um, you know, Swayman going back-to-back nights. Is he starting to solidify himself as the starting goaltender in town? You know, is that a conversation we need to start having? Is that what it is right now? Um, you know, so um, we just need more consistency from this team, you know, and then if we start to get that in, in nights like this from, from Coyle and McAvoy, I think we'll be in a good spot. So Kevin, they, uh, before we move on to, uh, before I introduce your hot take, um, I want to ask you, you were there on Sunday. It's the first time the Canadians have been in TD garden with the, with the crowd since I don't remember now, 2020, 2019, maybe it's been a while. What was the atmosphere like there? Uh, given that how, you know, there's such a big rival and such a hated rival. Um, what was the atmosphere like there when you were at the game on Sunday? Um, not as hyped as you would expect, you know, and I think what stems into that is it slowly got to that point where it was like, all right, now the crowd's getting back into it. But 
one of one of my takes was you allowed the Canadians to score first. You know, you you allowed in that obviously is an afterthought because you still go on to win the game. But there is something to be said when you're on your home ice and you let the visiting team come in and punch you in the face first. You know, you, you want to – I'm a big advocate of the crowd, especially in an atmosphere like the TD Garden, like the Bruins, like New England. We're huge hockey fans. We're huge New England sports fans. So when you let a visiting team come in and kind of get the first shot in, it, it takes us out a little bit, you know, it's kind of like, ah, all right. But um, it got, it got ramped up towards the end, especially once, once Coyle started, started uh, putting a couple of them in the back of the net. Everyone's like, okay, you know, homegrown guys finally starting to, like Chris said, find the back of the net and put some points and silence those, those haters that may think that, you know, he can't do it, um, which is, which is false, uh, you know, because, through what I don't even know through how many games 10 yep. how many games in are there 10 games eight hold on you got five goals you start yeah 13 games in you yep. 13 games five yep. goals you know so um you know his career high I think his career high right now looking at it is 21 so you know he's on pace to to beat that I just um, I just want to know what <laughs> the reaction I I want to know Foligno's reaction to getting absolutely trucked by Charlie McAvoy in front of the net on that goal on his first goal, because that look, he got absolutely walloped. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was kind of, um, I think it was an afterthought because of the goal. You know what I mean? Everyone's <laughs> kind of just like, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. For the guys, the, you know, the, we always make the joke, the, um, the true fans sit up in the balcony. Um, so I was up there, I was up there with them and, I think the balcony got more of a reaction than down yeah, they below. Yeah, because they, they saw it, saw it all happen. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty good. It was <laughs> – the goal happens, and then finally someone a couple rows back was, you know, holy shit, he got leveled. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, it was it – was, it, it was because he likes candy corn. Let's all be honest here. It's because he liked candy corn, and that was his way of getting back at him because he liked candy corn. Anyway, yeah, I guess so. With that being said, uh, I want to move it on to uh you know the big take that you know we were texting in the group chat the other day on sunday uh while kevin was at the game uh a few drinks in maybe one maybe one 16 uh beer in i don't know i'm not gonna ask questions uh but he texted us and i'm gonna reiterate and you know jumble this up a little bit so it doesn't sound like you basically you basically said pasta is soft and you, you basically you're saying pasta is boiled inside a pot of water right now. He is soft. He is. You're not saying he's fully cooked, but you're you're saying you're saying he's soft right now. So why why are you? I Chris, you can join in whenever you feel whenever you feel ready. Uh, but I I just I, I'm gonna sit back and let this one go between you two. But why? What is what is your hot take? Why do you think pot, uh, David Pasta not? is soft yeah so i um you know if if we're allowed to say the full text um uh, you can say it. i just didn't want i, I didn't <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah I well I, i'm saying. pretty sure you know one yeah a few maybe one or two 16 bud lights too many um but what i really said was pasta softer than puppy shit right now 
you know, it, it's, and, and what, why I say that is he gets knocked off the puck so damn easily. And it, and I don't think it's, I don't think, like, I don't remember it being this bad. And maybe it was just, you know, I'm finally back in the garden after, like you said, two years um, and kind of watch it and watching it in person, maybe give a different vibe than TV. But it just seems like anytime someone gets remotely close to him, he loses the puck. And I'm like, dude, you have probably the best hands on the team. You know, Marshan might give you a, a run for that, but you have the ability to to dangle around people. And it just seems like you could just get knocked off the puck so easily. And, and, you know, Alexander Ovechkin, which I know the two different players and two different playing styles, but he's a goal scorer, right? He's a 50 goal scorer. How does he score that goal? Watch how physical he is when he's near the puck around the puck. Um, you know, Sidney Crosby is another guy that you can kind of go back to and, and just look at early on, like they, they were physical and tough to kind of get the puck away from. And I think right now, from what I've seen, pasta's just, oh, you want it? Here you go. Here you go. I'm going to go over to the other face-off dot and just wait for you to give me a shot when there's no one near me. Like, go get the puck and take over a game. Bottom line, be the, be the guy that you're telling us you are and everyone wants you to be. Go take over a game. And it, it's just kind of like, hey, I'm going to sit right at the top of the face-off circle and just wait until you can team me up for a one-timer. Like, go get the puck and don't be so, you know, don't be so easy. Like, don't let people pickpocket you so easily. Okay, Chris. Before we get to you, I, I, I do, I do want to. I, I have a perfect segue into this here. Uh, we are sponsored by Shocked Energy, and I know we're both shocked here by this news. Uh, so. Uh, shockedenergy.com and use promo code CGSN for 10% off your order today. Perfect segue. We're also sponsored by Exogun, the massage gun. Perfect gun. So try it, Chris. Take it. So basically what he's saying is that Hosternock is like Jason Tatum because Tatum is playing as soft then would be as pasta is. I don't really think pasta is playing soft, to be honest with you. I just don't think it's a style of game to be that really physical player um, of those guys that you mentioned. I mean, he's certainly not an Ovechkin type from that. Oh, no. yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, every once in a while, I want to see these guys get in the corner. I want to see them get involved and be physical and mix it up and go after the puck and, you know, and kind of make your own thing happen. But I'm not ready to, for me anyway, I'm not ready to go ahead and start to say that he is softer than baby shit, but, uh, <laughs> but with that puppy, being puppy, said, puppy, 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 sorry, baby shit, puppy shit. Um, yeah. Puppy shit for pasta. But, um, but no, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think at times there's a case for that argument with some of these players, do you know what I mean? Because they try to play that finesse game and they're just trying to, um, you know, again, some of these guys don't want to be physical, but, um, I can see where it can be frustrating, especially when, you know, the, the, the garden's rocking, you're playing against the Habs. It's at home, um, for some people first game back in over a year. Um, but I'm not, I'm not ready to say baby. I'm sorry. You say baby shit. Why do you, what, what is your affection with baby shit tonight? It's the episode, the baby shit episode. <laughs> um, no. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll actually call it that baby shit episode. 
maybe should episode. I um, like it. <laughs> I mean, I, however, th- you know, again, it's cross sports. I think that you could say Jason Tatum is is basically the same exact. You can you can interchange the name. That's actually a great analogy. I I, I never I thought think of that. A, until. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I, yeah. I I think you that's perfect. You know, when you think of when you you know if I if I told you right now, all right, who's who's the best player on the Celtics? You know, and I'm not a big basketball guy, so my first answer would have been all right, Tatum. You know, like that's your go-to. With the Bruins, yeah, you could say Marsh and Pasta. You could, you know, I would say those two are probably going to be the top two. Obviously, everyone knows Bergeron, but you can't say he's the best now because he's just getting up there in age. You know, he's still unbelievable. But so I think that Tatum analogy is spot on. Depending on who you ask, though, you know, Bergeron may still have his heart. Yeah, Bergeron's going to have like, yeah, right, right, you know. Which you never know. I mean, we may have sent an email to one or two of those gentlemen from last week and asked if they'd like to come on the show. We can discuss the uh, Bergeron's heart. We'll see if they uh, accept. Oh, they, they ain't going to answer. Are you kidding me? We'll see if they accept. I think one of the two could, you know, start tripping. Oh, God. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could handle that. Good God. I'm going to tell you, though, if that was to happen – um, I would I would lose my shit, dude. I lo- I would lose my puppy shit, baby I, shit, whatever you want to call it, shit. I mean, I'd give them every opportunity in the world to be able to state their case, but I still struggle. <laughs> struggle to understand. It's our podcast. You can own them all you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If they, it was their show, just, they can own you. But it's our podcast, so you can own them. So it's we don't. Ha- we are in control of the hang up <laughs> button. Oh, oh, right? I I, so I got the, I got yeah. the mute button ready to go over <laughs> here. I I am ready to go. So. So that's Kevin's hot take. Uh, soft, soft as baby shit, puppy shit, whatever you want to kind of shit you want to call. It. This is a family show. We can just say shit apparently now whenever we want. That's why there's an explicit uh, e right next, right next to <laughs> the podcast when you click on us uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you would listen to us on. That being said, it's time to go around the NHL now because there's some interesting stuff going on in the NHL right now. I have noticed, and there's one big story that just dropped today. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, and I want to hear the two ba- uh, the two minds of another podcast that are on this podcast right now, what they think about this. But first, I want to go over a couple of teams here in the uh, two uh, conferences. The I want to start in. I'm sorry. I want to start in the East, and I want to go to the Maple Leafs here for a second. Now, there's, there's nothing major here. I mean, they're they're always good in the regular season, and then they just crap their pants in the postseason first round. But I want to know, the last two games, including today, they won today. They have won four in a row, uh, including today. Last game, we saw Andre Kasha on the first line, scored a goal. So just, and he, he had an assist today. And I was telling, I was telling Kevin that, you know, of course, he's doing well with Toronto because, you know, he can't do well with Boston, apparently. Nick Ritchie last game was on – no, Nick Ritchie this game was on the first line. He did well. I mean, he didn't have an assist or any points or anything. But what do we think – and I'll go, I'll go to Chris to start this one. What, what do we think about seeing the two former Bruins of Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha riding the first line the last two games here for the Toronto Maple Leafs? 
this tells me the team sucks. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, any any team that has, that has Nick Ritchie on their first line tells me that you just don't have the overall depth that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Ritchie should be on a good – if he's on a good team, he should be on the third line at best, fourth line. I, you know, I, I just – Nick Ritchie has just never been the player that – when he got drafted and what he should have, you know, should have been. Now, Kasha was hurt with the Bruins. He never could really ever get himself going. Um, so every once in a while, you know, maybe Toronto wants to try to throw something up against the wall and see what kind of sticks. But, you know, you keep throwing up the Nick Richies of the world in the first line, you're not really going to go anywhere. And, and, you know, again, I, I kind of like Toronto a little bit. Um, I like a lot of the players. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean – I don't, have a, I don't have a lot of confidence with this team, you know, just if you're going to be running out the Nick Riches of the world in the first line. However, no, Toronto did make a trade today, and they got uh, – Oh, yeah, you know, that Clifford kid, yeah, Sean Clifford. So, you know, three years old, um, you know, add some depth, you know what I mean? So, but um, I don't know. I mean, you know, Toronto's hot right now, but every once in a while, that's going to happen. Teams going to get hot. You know, even the bad teams get hot every once in a while. Yeah. Um, so – but yeah, I mean, I think if you, I think if you were to pull Maple Leaf stands and not had you have them give you an honest answer, I think nine out of the ten of them would have the same reaction that I had to open up that segment. And I mean, you look, I, I mean, it, it makes you feel good too going into playing them that they have Nick Ritchie and or Andre Kasha. That's their weak side, obviously, because you got you got Austin Matthews and then you got Nylander on that first line, and then you have either Richie or Kasha. So you know which side is going to be your weak side. Uh, he only had two uh, two shots and two hits today. Played a total of 12 minutes on the ice. So, I mean, it's not like he really did a lot. And it's not like he does a lot, but, you know. My question would be, is why is he in the first line? <laughs> I guess we'll have to go in. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of look that up maybe after the show. Yeah. Try to get an idea as to why this dude is on the <laughs> line. Because, like, to me, I don't understand. Maybe we could also ask as a brand new uh, loose writer, maybe loose writer that's uh, now with Couch. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we should have her on sometime too because, that's you know, you know oh. yeah, I'm going to let my man that gets connections down here, uh, Chris Henrique, do, do, the, do the work for getting the guests on because he's, he's got the magic touch when it comes to this stuff. So, I, I, my goal is I want us to have a section 10 esque run of guests. Remember when the, section 10 had that run during the, yep, I, like that's what that's what I'd like for us to have. That's so, I, I, I wouldn't mind that. So, Kevin, I'm going to go to you now. Different team. Uh, we're going to stay in the East, though, because I'm going to do two per uh, division. Uh, two, no, not two, two per conference. But we're going to go. Uh, so, the Metropolitan, the Atlantic, I'm sorry, is right now the Panthers in first at 11, 2, and 3. They dominated the Isles today, uh, 6 to 1. Absolutely just curb stomped them. They got the Maple Leafs at 11, 5, and 1. And you got the Lightning, 8, 3, and 3. Then you have, so got the Bruins at 5. The team at 4 right now is very interesting. The, t- the team at 4 was a team I did not expect to be at this point. I know it's still early with 13, 14, 15 games in. The Detroit Red Wings right now. You know, they're starting to look a little bit sneaky good. They didn't look bad against the Bruins when they played them uh, last week. So I'm not going to. And Nadalkovic, obviously, his second year in, in, in that. So this is a young team and they have, they have that really good rookie that has been blowing up this year. So what, what do you, 14, 15 games in, what's your 
uh, take on the Detroit Red Wings? Contender, pretender, what, what are you thinking? Oh, the, the contender, pretenders, it, it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Because they're good. Like, I don't think the Red Wings have a guy that came onto the scene, like burst onto the scene, um, this first couple of years and people gave him the love he deserves, but I don't think they have continued that. Dylan Larkin is a very, very, very good hockey player. Oh yeah. Like, like he's, he is so slept on that it's, it's criminal. Literally it's criminal. This dude already has, he's got seven goals and six assists in 13 games. <laughs> it's like, and then, like you said, you pair that with it, with a couple of rookies that are bursting onto the scene playing well. Dylan Larkin's only 25. This dude, this dude's just tr- like just now starting to figure out which way is up, right? Like he's finally like, okay, I get it. Here we go. And watch out because he's he is gonna be that good. He's gonna continue to be that good. Um, so I kind of I kind of put Detroit right now right in with Toronto. Yeah, you, you're talent-wise, you could, you know, Toronto's gonna be a little bit better on paper, you would think. Um, but you know, how how are they four months in, six months into the season? You know, like how are they after they've got some tread on the tires? You know, does goaltending, does that hold up? You know, can Dylan Larkin and um I forget I'm blanking on this rookie's name, but can they continue to Cider? Are you talking about Cider? Cedar? Yeah, what, Cedar, whatever. I think it's yeah, I'm trying to there's pull there's them up two now. there's two rookies that are really good on that team. I think it's like I think it's Cider, Cedar. I don't know which one it is. Um, there was a uh, Raymond and Cedar. Ray, Lucas Raymond is the one that's been really, really good. Lately. Yeah, Raymond, Raymond. It's Raymond. Um just pulling them up, pulling up a yeah. picture of them now. Um yeah, so you know how long can they do that? Because their rookies are going to slump. You know, it's going to be a it's there is going to be a learning curve there, and I think that hits them. Um, you know, and then they have the veteran leadership still. Mark Stahl, I feel like that dude has been in the league <laughs> for a hundred years. You know, he's like, like Zendato Chara. <laughs> like he just point. doesn't. It's like, dude, are you ever going to retire? Like, I, <laughs> come on! Like, what is going on with you right now? Um, so I, I think they'll be middle of the pack for the um, remaining of the season. You know, they'll flirt with being into the, into the playoff picture. But I don't know if they can withstand it. And I think how I'll voice it with the Bruins too, depending on where they are with the trade deadline approaching, I think that makes or breaks them. Like if, if they're on the bubble and they say, you know, F it, let's make a push, then yeah, they're, they're going to be legit. If they are kind of like, no, we got a young group that we're going to just stick with and, you know, hope for the best, then yeah, they may sneak in, but probably going to be a first, first round bounce. So I want to go out West really quick. And there's one team I'm looking at. Uh, Oilers are obviously just good. Dry Seidel has two goals today already. And, you know, he's just so filthy right now. You know what's funny is that then we did the prediction at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I was saying that I thought that uh, Connor McDavid was going to set the all like the points <laughs> for this year. Maybe I, maybe we, 
right team, wrong player. Maybe Drysaddle said, "Fuck you, Chris. We're doing, we're doing this now." Uh, well, now we got now. Now Chris is gonna try to get him on the show and all that stuff. So, be ready for that, guys. Be ready. Never know. You, you uh, never. Know I could have messaged guys. Uh, I do, and I, I, <laughs> I could just imagine your DMs are just like ten pages long at this point. So, I'm gonna go to that same division as the uh, Oilers, though. A team that is absolutely red hot right now. I did not expect. Chris, I'm going to go to you on this one. The Mighty Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, are seven in a row right now. They played tonight at 10. Gibson in net. John Gibson has been absolutely – Gibson, yes, Gibson, uh, has been absolutely lights out this year. And speaking of old, Ryan Getzlaff, if you want to talk old here, there is a man that I have not heard in years – and I thought Zendano Char- Char is old, and he threw down with Ryan Reeves the other day. That was just fantastic. Um, but Getzlaff and the Anaheim Ducks. Now, they're 9-4-3. and three. Obviously, you know, Edmonton's 11-3-0 right now. So, I mean, they're just really good. But I'm going to ask you the same question. I, just given right now how they're doing, do you see them as a contender or pretender this year? I think there's a handful of teams that, you know, we can make the conversation of pretenders or, or contenders. Um, you know, first, like, Getzlaff going to get his 1,000th career point. Like, he's on the doorstep of that. Like, that's just wild to think about. You know I mean? The fact that a player can get 1,000 points over the course of his career, just the consistency of the, the way that he plays his game. Um, but, yeah, I think that, um, you know, as, as crazy as that the Oilers have been playing, I wasn't expecting Jeff to turn his – camera off and all of a sudden now he's <laughs> um no I, I think that it, i think it's wide open i you know the oilers are playing really really well but i think the ducks are keeping pace with them i mean they're only two wins in the in the uh behind them in the win column one in the loss column so i mean the ducks are playing some really good hockey um you know uh even um what's the dude's name zegris is uh he's heating up for them too so <laughs> Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be, though, is, you know, the front office said a little bit of a change with Bob Murray, obviously, with being let go, you know, so what is the vision of the front office going to look like for the team um, and what moves they're going to try to make? Obviously, if they're winning, they're going to go out and, you know, upgrade their roster, but ultimately what that's going to look like, is there any change from that perspective? Um, but uh, no, I think, I think the Ducks right now, the Ducks look good. And if they can maintain this momentum, I mean, last game, I mean, they, they beat the they beat the Canucks five to one. They blew out the Kraken, but again, who isn't blowing out the Kraken? So um, seven to four. You know, I mean, they're scoring goals, getting good goaltending. So um, the team, this team looks pretty good. So and they're playing. They're uh, actually they. Funny enough, they just went up one nothing on the Capitals here, and they're at home. The Capitals are coming off a back to back here. They had to go out west, and that that's that's just that's just brutal. I actually hate the Capitals. I think right now more than I that I dislike the Canadians. Funny enough, Ryan Getzlaff just got his one thousandth point. Well, you know, oh. throw it out there in the world, it'll happen. <laughs> he just got an assist on a Cam Fowler goal with Troy Terry. So, one thousand points for our old man Getzlaff. Here. Cheers to him. Let me turn the can around since they're not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so. That, no, it's it's impressive what they're doing right now, and I did. I mean, there's that's one team I did not expect to be good to start off. And they're going for eight in a row, and they have a good chance of doing it because, like I said, Washington's coming off a of back to back. They had to travel out west. They got a big win 
yesterday. So that being said, uh, so speaking of teams that are kind of struggling this year, I'm kind of, you know, Sidney Crosby's been uh, COVID and injured and all that stuff. But the big thing I wanted to talk about before we close this out, uh, and Chris pointed this out to us in our text chat, and I saw this on Twitter afterwards, that John Henry and Fenway Roush, uh, you know, the Fenway company, is very, 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 very close to buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, this is, I'll give my take before I toss it to you guys. This was shocking to me because, yes, I, I'm aware that, you know, I'm sure John Henry's always looking to buy a team. And don't get me wrong, he owns Liverpool and obviously the Red Sox right now. The Pittsburgh Penguins, the last team I would have expected to, A, be for sale, and B, just, you know, for him to buy it's just a, it's just a random team to buy it's like he just threw a dart at a you know list of teams that are for sale and just it landed on pittsburgh now given mario lemieux will be still minority minority owner of that uh but uh the other owner is out now uh whenever that uh comes through that being said um i've, I've had a few people tell me that they don't like it uh I've had a few people joke around saying that means uh, Sidney Crosby's coming to Boston, guys. Um, whatever you want to take from that. I'm going to toss it to start with Kevin, and I'm going to let Kevin and Chris, uh, they're both on, uh, obviously, Into the Triangle podcast, so uh, they can give their baseball side take up things here as well with John Henry. Uh, take it away, Kevin. Uh, what, what's your take on this whole, uh, breaking news uh, from today that you know John Henry is about to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins? So I don't know how to take it. I haven't really let this kind of sink in yet. On the surface, I hate it. I despise it because strictly from a Sox fan, I hate it. Henry has a track record of like picking the years that he's going to invest in one team. And he focuses strictly on that team. Like, there's been years, oh, he's investing a ton of money in Liverpool. So the Red Sox, you know, we have to get under the luxury tax, whatever. So that's that's their thing. But then there's also been years flipped with the same thing. You invest some money into the Red Sox. So you can, if you want to buy into that, you can. Um, I think that it's not fully Henry. I think it's more the way the game's going as well as Henry. Um I personally despise John Henry, so I'm trying to keep this very, very neutral and very fair. Um, but it, it, it's it's interesting, and for the Bruins aspect, like the Bruins side of it, I hate it because you have Mario Lemieux, who's still there, who like lives and dies Penguin hockey. Um, you don't think that guy wants to bring another, you know, contender to Pittsburgh. You don't think that guy wants another Stanley cup esque type team. Now you're going to add in John Henry, who usually isn't afraid to throw money around. So if he decides, yeah, you know what, I'm going to bring Pittsburgh a championship and starts waving his wallet, that could obviously hurt the Bruins and also hurt the Red Sox. So I don't know. Let's, let's see how this plays out, but I think one of my hot takes earlier to start the year, um, either in an article, I, I don't know if I said it on this, 
Crosby might be moved if the Penguins continue to fall out of playoff contention. So just, just putting <laughs> it, it out is. there that Crosby <laughs> may be moved. Just not, you know, I'm going to leave that up for the, interpretation. But And then you, you mentioned the Red Sox and the Penguins. And you now, now you have the uh, ugly redheaded stepchild, which is now Liverpool, <laughs> which I'm sure Liverpool is happy with because, you know, obviously Liverpool just hates John Henry's guts right now. Or the pad, they're, they're trying to force him to sell the team at this point. So I'm sure they're happy that they're the redheaded stepchild right now. But that being said, Chris, um, you're the one that told us this, and obviously I'm sure you have a strong opinion on this. And I just, I just want to hear what you have to say before we move on to our closing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand for a lot of fans why they're surprised by this. I mean, it, the the Red Sox ownership group has made it very clear that they have been in the market to add to their um, portfolio, so to speak. And, and they, you know, they wanted to buy another team. I think what just sucks is the fact that um, from a fan standpoint, they're going to look at it and say, well, the owner of the Boston Red Sox just bought a team that is a, you know, theoretical rival, you know, to the Bruins and the NHL. I think the one thing we got to look at too, is that there's a, there's a salary cap in hockey. So, you know, the narrative, oh, John Henry just spent $9 million on player X, and now he's not going to go ahead and spend on the bullpen arm is going to be something people are going to say, but it's, it's not going to have, it's not going to hold any water because there's a salary cap in hockey. So whatever, whatever money they're going to spend, um, there's a certain threshold they have to spend. Um, they can go over a little bit to a certain extent, but the, the money narrative is not going to be, a, I don't think is going to be a thing. I'll be surprised if, you know, now owning this this hockey team, if they would authorize the trade of a Sidney Crosby, because that's going to be their major draw, uh, that and Malkin. And if we know anything about the Red Sox uh, ownership group, they love one thing, and that's money. So um, I think this is the first of many things this this or this group's going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, a football team is next. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just – they're going to keep adding on to that portfolio. They're going to keep growing it. Um, so, but it's going to be easy for a select portion of the fan base to go ahead and, uh, you know, rumble and groan because, you know what I mean? Like we don't hear a lot of the Liverpool stuff because, unless like you're, unless you're into Liverpool soccer and you're a big soccer head um, and European soccer, you know, enthusiast and fanatic, like. That'd be, that'd be a yellow card podcast kind of. Yeah. That would be, that's those guys. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, from that standpoint, we never hear about any of that stuff. The only time that we ever hear about it is if there's a select writer in the Boston media that wants to go ahead and try to drive home a specific narrative on something. So, Or we just know that they're pissed off for some reason because they just want John Henry out. Well, that's the only other way. Well, you know what the thing? Well, like, we are going to know, though, but the second the Penguins make a move, that that's mainstream. That's going to be all over Twitter. Oh, that's, yeah. That's going to go. Um it's going to be crazy because Pittsburgh Penguins hockey is going to be more relevant in the Boston market, which is going to be just crazy too. The, the amount of attention that the Penguins are going to get in this market is going to go through the roof. Yeah. It's amazing. I saw someone <laughs> tweet out that uh, um, Bruins will be on Nesson. Pittsburgh Penguins will be on Nesson plus. So <laughs> and would it surprise you though? Like, no, it, but no, it'd be hilarious. No. Honestly, <laughs> now, like the, you know, on the nights that the Bruins aren't playing, you can get the, you can get the Penguins on Nesson. You know what I mean? Just add to the TV show. Have Jack Edwards call that game? I would love to hear that. <laughs> that gets announced. Oh my God, that would be, that's be must hear radio. 
I'm changing my I'm changing my take. I'm changing it right now. Not Crosby coming to the Bruins. Malkin. Malkin's coming to the Bruins. Yeah, there it is. I, like, is he even I, so, is he injured right now? When is he not? I hope so. I hope so. So I then we just get for a bag of pucks. Like, I, you know. I don't know. I'm a big Gunsel fan, if you ask me. I'm a that's that's my guy. Can you imagine adding Malkin to that second line? <laughs> if you could stay healthy, that's the thing. If he is injured right now, you got you got. Oh help. man! No, either way, no, you're right. That'd be a filthy second line. There's, your, we, second, there's your secondary scoring, you would think, right? Yeah, well, all together, I don't know. We should have had that when Krejci was here, but you know, it wouldn't hurt. But mm-hmm. I mean, overall, I'm not like I'm not um, opposed to this whole thing. I, I, to, be, to be honest with you, I'm kind of I'm kind of indifferent on it. You know what I mean? Like it's not, um, you know, like. Yeah, was it out of the blue? That news to come through that they were going to buy the Penguins? Like, huh, that's interesting. Kind of came out of nowhere. It did. But um, I think, you know, knowing that they were going to do something like this, I'm happy that it wasn't the Coyotes, though. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but then again, if they would have bought the Coyotes, could they have brought them to New England? And all of a sudden, now you get the Harper Whalers come back. Could that Ooh. be thing? Um, Now people would, you know, John Henry. Get uh, rid of those ugly logos that they have right now. Abstract uh, art. It'll be interesting. It's going to add for more things to talk about around yeah. here. Um, you know, maybe we'll have a, a penguin segment sponsored by uh, Shock Energy. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so that being said, hot takes time. Uh, next two games, uh, they have the week off because, of course, they do. Uh, Bruins do. Uh, their next two games back to back. Once again, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday they're at the Philadelphia Flyers. Sunday they host. The Flames, and I say they host Milan Lucic in the Flames because he's still on that team and he's still doing well. So that being said, uh, the next time we're next time next time we are doing this podcast will be next Tuesday, Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and so the two games before that, Kevin, let's start with you. Uh, what is your hot take uh, bef- uh, for this weekend? Um, for this weekend, I think we continue. I think we continue the winning streak. Um, you know, I think we add two more, two more wins to the, uh, win column, four more points, but we were talking before the show that the Bruins don't have an overtime game. Yes. That's going to happen against the Flyers. They're going to OT against the Flyers and they're going to win. I don't know what it is about when the Bruins try to play um, Philadelphia. They just like it's it's their kryptonite. kryptonite. It's like the Red Sox facing the Orioles opening weekend. We just can't get our heads out of our you know what to play solid baseball and beat them. It's it's just whatever. So I think the Bruins game versus the Flyers goes to OT and. if you want to go one step further, who um I'm trying to think of who's going to score the game winning goal? Jesus, you're really looking for ten minutes on the box yeah, this weekend, I am, aren't you? I am. Good but God. if this hits, if this hits, if this hits, uh, you, you you got the hey, next you hey. got the next two weekends off, dude. Um, if this hits, Pasta's going to score because I just ripped him on this. So Pasta's <laughs> going to score the uh, game winning goal. Uh, baby shit. <laughs> 
Can we just say baby shit now? I just want to say baby shit now. Screw it. Whatever you want. It's soft shit. That's all it is. He's soft but just shit. know if he continues what he's doing, I have to continue to talk shit about him. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I have to. <laughs> it's that you superstition know. thing. Um, Chris, uh, close it out. Uh, give us, you know, some baby shit for uh, the weekend. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I'm always ready for this. My hot take is going to be is that the Bruins, they get the, they're going to they get the flames coming up. Yep. Johnny Hockey is going to score two goals, and the Flames are going to blow the doors off the Bruins, six to two. Wow. Oh. I'm going flipping the script because I last week I asked for Matt Grizzlick to uh, to step up a little bit. Uh, I think I need to put on an Amber Alert for Matt Grizzlick. I have <laughs> no idea where his game went. He's not a child anymore. You can't put out an Amber Alert. Like, I'm gonna, I just we're gonna have to put his uh, we're gonna put his game on the side of a milk carton because oh, yeah, yeah, there you go, that uh, works. So he's he's gone. Um, I, I, I'm a huge, huge Johnny Goudreau fan. Uh, would love to see the Bruins go out and get him. Um, free agent next year, too, by the way. Oh, um, obviously, I want the Bruins to win, but because I want to see my hot take go, I want to see uh, I want to see Johnny Hockey score two goals, six to two. Is my hot take. Well, that's a good way to end it right there. We're gonna stop it right there too because that is a fantastic way to end it. Blowing the brakes right off of uh um Johnny Johnny Hockey doing that for the Flames. I was I was really hoping you'd say uh, Milan Lucic was gonna have two goals. But, oh, you know, yeah, that would have been a really hot take. I would have, you know what? I would if that were if that didn't happen. I would I wouldn't have even given you any time in the in the box because I I, I just I just appreciate the fact that you put. Milan Lucic out there for two goals because that would be fantastic. That being said, that is going to end it for our ninth episode of uh, I'm sorry. That's going to end it for our ninth episode of Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast brought to you by Couch Guys Sports sponsored by Exogun and Shocked Energy. Once again, go to shockedenergy.com. Use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Next week we will be, you know, I guess we could say it's our Thanksgiving episode. You know, we can give thanks for, you know, maybe uh, Johnny G uh, for, again, you know, two goals and blowing the brakes off of uh, the Bruins. Or maybe we can uh, keep uh, give thanks to keep calling uh, Pasenak, uh baby shit. You know, we, we can give thanks in our own ways here next Tuesday. But until then, enjoy the games this weekend. I'm Jeff Hoke. That's Chris Henrique. And that's Kevin Perdios. And once again, this has been Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast.